Hallelujah. I think we can do better unto the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible declares that where two or three are gathered together in his name, his presence is with us. Hallelujah. Help me one more time to celebrate the presence of this wonderful father in our lives, most reverend Dr. Richard Ayangwede. Papa, thank you for the privilege and thank you for the honor, first and foremost, to be part of this ceremony and also to be asked to preach. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may take your seat. Father, we ask that you will speak to us. Let your voice be clear. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask that you make me a blessing to your people and more particular to your set man you are about to raise. We give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to acknowledge all senior ministers in the house and God bless you. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to just share some few thoughts. Hallelujah. And to give my message a title, I will say, Making Impact Through the Power of Focus. Making Impact Through the Power of Focus. All having a sustaining ministry through the power of focus. In my own personal life, one of the first things I learned in life and in ministry is the power of focus. And I realized that focus drives lives and destinies more than any one particular thing. Read Proverbs chapter 4 verse number 25 all the way to 27. The King James Version says, Let thine eyes look right on. And let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left hand. Remove thy foot from evil. I also want to read the New Living Translation version. It said, look straight ahead. It's called focus. Look straight ahead. And fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. You see, in life, when one's commitment marries focus, you will inevitably give birth to an impact. You can be committed, but where there's a lack of focus, Impact will be denied. You can meet people who are heavily anointed, but their life is deprived of heavy focus. It leads to monumental failure in life. So it is not just the anointing, but there's a dimension of focus. 
You can encounter people with great vision, but with little or no focus. It leads to massive frustration. Therefore, this morning, the service is more focused on this awesome brother and a friend. That is a demand for focus in what God is calling you into. You see, when the enemy wants to destroy a destiny, all he does is to give you multiple focuses. So you are looking here, looking here, looking here, looking here, and you are not able to make any impact. I believe there's a reason why God is calling you. There's a reason why God is separating you at such a time as this. You must focus on it and give it all the attention that it deserves. Question, what is focus? From the Oxford Dictionary, focus is simply the art of concentrating interest or activity on something. So it's an art where you concentrate your interest or activity on something. Focus also is a state or quality of producing a clear visual definition. So you must clearly define what you are doing, why you are doing it, where you are going. Then you can focus on it. I'll add a third definition of focus. It is the channeling of life's energy and resources in the direction of what is most valuable and profitable to one's life and destiny. So you channel your energies, your resources to what is most valuable and what is most profitable to one's life and to one's destiny. If you read scripture, throughout scripture, you see focus running through. When Israel had to bring down the wall of Jericho, Joshua demanded that they focus. So in 610 of Joshua, he said, as you march, keep quiet. No talking, no noise. Concentrate. Let your focus be on this wall is going down. If they got distracted, the walls were going to stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read Psalm 27 verse 4, David said one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing that I require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and to inquire in his tabernacle. One thing. If you read Luke chapter 10, the story of Mary and Martha, you will see clearly focus. He said, Martha, you are concerned about too many things. You are distracted, so you are complaining. There is this one thing which your sister Mary has found. In Philippians 3.13, you see Apostle Paul also saying that one thing. I forget the past and I press on. Hallelujah. There are benefits one derives when one's life is focused on a set agenda. Hallelujah. And once you know what benefits will accrue to you in doing something, then you get the needed energy to want to do it. Hallelujah. What benefit does one derive if you decide to let go of everything 
and focus on that one thing. One, focus is key to your fire. A focusless life is a fireless life. If you meet people without passion, you would have found somebody who has no word, focus. You see, the sun has been in operation for years, but it has never been able to bend anything. But you pick a magnifying glass and put it under the sun. With the concentration of the heat, you can set a whole bush on fire. Focus is key. Hallelujah. In Habakkuk chapter 2, it said, write the vision and make it plain. When there's a vision and you focus on it, fire or passion is what? Generated. Hallelujah. The second benefit for focus, why we need to focus our lives, focus our ministries, is focus is key to speed. If you want to go fast, focus. If you want to go slow, be distracted. It's a write a vision, make it plain. He that readeth shall run. He that readeth shall run. If there's something you are focused on, your life begins to know speed. Stagnation, ladies and gentlemen, is a product of destruction. When you see a life stagnant at one point, you have seen a man who has been distracted. You have seen a woman who has been distracted. Number three, focus is key to insight. To get the depths and understanding of what one is doing, it takes focus. Focus is key for insight. It is key for life. It is key also for wisdom. Matthew 6 verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, focus. The whole body shall be full of light inside. If your eye is single, your entire body shall be full of light, full of wisdom. Focus is key to insight. It's key to light. It is key to wisdom. In the scripture we read earlier, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 27 you realize that focus also delivers us from evil. Proverbs 4 verse 27. Focus will shield you from evil. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Focus. Then you can remove thy foot from evil. If your life is about turning to the left, to the right, you can easily step into evil. But when your eye is focused on that one thing, then you can be delivered from evil. If you cannot be distracted, you cannot be trapped. If you are distracted, you can be trapped. All lives which are trapped are a function of lack of focus, which is distraction. So just stay on track and you cannot be trapped. Because where the Lord leads, he preserves. Where the Lord guides, he protects. Where we go, we have to protect ourselves. Hallelujah. 
a man or a life of focus also helps one to unveil the possibilities. There's so much possibilities in life. And therefore, focus unveils opportunities. Focus also unveils possibilities. When you meet a man who is so focused, you know it is possible. You know it can be done. Hallelujah. You see a young man called David in first Samuel 17. When he arrived and everybody was worried about Goliath, he was focused on what shall be done? What shall be done? What is the reward? What shall be done for the man who brings down Goliath? His focus was all about Goliath must go down. When you are focused, you will see possibilities. When you are focused, you will see opportunities in life. Hallelujah. Where there's a will, there's always a way. Where one is decisive, you will never lack direction. But once somebody is indecisive, it means the absence of focus. It's as if there's no way. Hallelujah. 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 Am I communicating to you? The last thing I want to talk about in terms of benefit is that focus by itself brings sources and brings impact. You can never keep at something and not succeed at it. You can never focus on something and not make impact on the thing. I read a scripture earlier, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. It said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ. Once you have a goal, you will make a mark. Once you have a goal and you focus on the goal, you would make the mark. When one loses focus, impact is denied. I want to encourage my brother, don't be everywhere lest you end nowhere. Don't be everywhere lest you end nowhere. I talk about three things and I drop the microphone. Because a lack of focus leads to the absence of impact and leads to destruction of destinies. The enemy has a way of strategizing to make lives not have focus. And I want to just draw your attention to the enemy's strategy that he uses to Create the absence of focus. Number one, you'll be confronted with your conviction of what you believe. Whether you will focus on what you believe, it's natural, it happens to all. Sometimes you look at your life, you're going to ask, Am I really called? It's a confrontation of conviction. You see, faith is a fight. So in 6.12, we are asked to fight the good fight 
of faith. If you say the life of John the Baptist, he had this challenge. In Matthew 11 verse 3, he sent to ask Jesus, are thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? When this was the man who said, behold the Lamb of God, we take it away the sin of the world. When now he was in prison and he has lost his focus for ministry, he started doubting who Jesus was. In all of us, our lives, there will be the confrontation of conviction of what you believe in. Because you get to a point sometimes it's as if something is not going well. But if you can stick and stay and focus on what he said to you, you would be able to outwit the enemy. A second enemy strategy is the challenge of opposition. Whether you like it or not, whilst you are minding your business, enemies are gathering and conspiring against you. And you cannot do anything about it. You can't wish it away. Sometimes you pray, it doesn't pray. Hallelujah. The only way to win is to keep your Focus. Nehemiah saw it in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 1. You can read from verse 4 to 7 also. Sambalat heard that we had built the wall. They got angry and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. In verse 7, but it came to pass that when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Aldodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nehemiah has not insulted anybody. He has not destroyed anybody's work or assignment. He was just focused on doing what God put on his heart to do and conspiracy arose. There are people who would be angry that despite what they feel about you, you have not been stopped. They will just be angry that regardless of how they feel about you, they still see you are going forward. And they will just conspire. Hallelujah. Your progress will convict their stagnation. When people see you going forward, they don't understand. It convicts why they are at one spot. And they will attack you. Your standards will also convict their mediocrity. Once you start living by higher standards and pushing harder, because they are staying low, they wonder, what are you trying to do? Are you the only one called? Are you the only church? I want to encourage you. Don't stop and listen to backbiters. When backbiting starts, my advice, run. When you stop, they will finish your back. Keep running towards your goal. And grace will be sufficient unto you. If you mind opposition, you will lose your position in the sight of God. I want you to also watch the bait of competition. Sometimes when we enter into ministry, we want to compete. You see, but there's one thing about the call of God. 
what he called me to do and called me for is not what he called anybody else for. So we need to watch the page of competition. Refuse to outshine somebody. Refuse to outdo anybody lest you will lose your focus. Competition is limitation. Once you start competing with somebody, you have limited yourself because you can do more than that person. But once you start competing with brother A, pastor A, church A, church B, then you end at where church A has ended. Meanwhile, you can go to the next level. Don't take the bait of competition. Watch the trap of imitation. Trying to imitate. What is the latest message? What is the latest happening in the body of Christ? We are not called for the latest. We are called to focus on our assignment. Because before you pay attention to somebody's latest message and latest happening, you would have lost your focus. In Joel 2 verse 7. Joel 2 7. He said, they shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the walls like men of war. They shall march everyone on his ways. On his ways. And they shall not break their rank. Please, identify what your way is and stay the course. Just identify your way and stay the course. Hallelujah. Finally, two things that will help you to enhance your focus. About seven, but I'll mention only two for the sake of time. One, stay with God. Stay with God and the presence of God. If you want to enhance your focus, maintain your focus, please stay with God and his presence. Psalm 36 verse 9. For with thee is a fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. In thy light shall we see light. Stay with God and his presence. Two. Give yourself to continuous vision review. Give yourself to continuous vision review. Why do you review the vision? To find out, am I on track? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Or have I deviated? In Proverbs 4.26, it said, Ponder the path of thy feet. Ponder. Think on it. Review it. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. My final statement to you is that if you're going to maintain your focus, there are some few things you should focus on. Keep your focus on your thoughts. Your thoughts will define your future. Focus on time. Hallelujah. Let time marry purpose. Use your time for the reason why you are on earth. 
never waste time on anything which is of no value and importance. And the last thing, focusing your association. It's so, so key in the days and times we are living in. In Proverbs 27, 17, it said, Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Those not going your direction are not qualified for your association. It's simple. If anybody is not going in your direction, they cannot be my friend. Hallelujah. Love abundantly, but relate selectively. The problem is that people think that they say love. So, you are loving and everybody has got your attention, engaging you, manipulate. No. Love all, hate none, but relate selectively. In my life, not everybody is my friend. But I'm fine with everybody. Because the one who has your years has your life and has your destiny. Love abundantly. And relate selectively. Your friend is not the one who makes you a fan. But your friend is the one who inflames your fire. So that person you call a friend is the one when he comes around you. Get your fire burning. And burning well. A prayer to God is that as you chart this course, May his grace be sufficient unto you. May he lead you in straight paths. May focus be your watchword. And may you never ever be distracted. In the blessed name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord bless you. Amen.